each other through it Come on and see, good movement draws good movement Welcome to Good Movement Draws Good Movement, the podcast where farmers, ranchers, and rural folks can grow relationally through awareness, understanding, and effective communication. Hey, it's T. I'm your host, and I, along with my guests, will be covering topics related to drawing good movement. Things like self and social awareness, brain science, positive psychology, extending grace, and so much more. We'll share tools that can help you understand why you are the way you are, why others are the way they are, and how you can use that to step out of self-told lies with grace and compassion to draw good movement in conversations, relationships, and life in rural America. Let's go draw good movement. Welcome back to the Good Movement Draws Good Movement podcast. Today, I have a short solo episode for you. I'm just going to jump right in. I have been pretty convinced that most of our miscommunications and frustrations as humans stem from thinking we know the whole story in any given moment, whether it be online or in real life, and then basing our responses off of that belief that we know. But the truth is, those responses are based on assumptions rather than fact, because what we actually know is only what we've seen or heard, which is seldom the whole picture. We typically don't know the why behind the behavior or the comment. We don't know what happened leading up to it or really any details other than what we've been given in that moment in time before we form our judgment, which tends to lead us into erring on the side of criticism instead of curiosity and compassion. I'm going to tell you a little story, a story of a girl named Taryn. (laughs) It's me. It's me, Taryn. But anyway, a few years ago, I'd been asked to speak at the Wyoming Stock Growers Annual Meeting. I left early because it had snowed. The roads were clear for most of my drive until I hit I-25. And even then, they weren't the worst winter roads I'd seen or traveled. And they especially weren't that bad if you were a seasoned Wyoming winter driver, which was the vast majority of the people I encountered on the interstate that day. And I was driving frustratingly slow by Wyoming winter driver's standards. I'm talking not more than 25 miles per hour. And I got flipped off a couple times that I saw, although I'm sure it happened way more than twice. And I'm certain that people weren't just flipping me off. They were also cussing me in their cars for holding them up until they could get around me because the interstate was kind of busy that day and I for sure was holding people up. But I didn't care about the birds I'd been flipped or the cuss words I'm sure were directed at me. I just simply was not going to drive any faster because earlier that year, I'd been on a different Wyoming interstate after a snow. At that time, I was driving home from a different speaking event. Tom and our kids were in the car with me, and the road went from mostly clear to snow-packed pretty quickly. I had taken my foot completely off the gas to slow us down. I didn't apply any brake. 
But even still, we hit a dip in the road and it caused our Tahoe to start to slide and then spin. And we spun around on the interstate, did a complete 180 and ended up in the center between the four lanes there. By all the laws of physics, that car should have rolled over, but it didn't. I don't know what the hand of God feels like, but I'm fairly certain it was the hand of God that kept us upright. And as I sat there after we came to a stop there in the center in the deep snow, I had my hands and my head on the steering wheel, thanking God and trying to compose myself so I could drive us up on out of the ditch. And from the back, I hear our son questioning our middle daughter. You don't have your seatbelt on? Whew. Needless to say, I'm getting a little sweaty thinking about that still. But needless to say, I've had a hard time driving on snow ever since that day. And had those people passing me whilst cussing me and flipping me the bird known that about me, they may have still been frustrated, but they would have understood my need to drive at the speed of molasses in January. They would have understood and maybe would have passed me with all their fingers at 10 and 2 instead of the middle one straight up in the air. Maybe not. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's a whole lot easier to refrain from criticism when we're curious and ask questions before making statements or judgments or flipping people off. Sorting cattle turns screaming match, unspoken or unmet expectations, unclear hand signals, taking a tongue lashing while backing a trailer, older generation this, younger generation that. If you're in agriculture, chances are you related to at least one of those. These breakdowns in communication have become commonplace in our industry. They become so regular, in fact, that the internet abounds with memes and TikTok videos joking about those very things. But is the humor found in the breakdowns worth the harm it causes in relationships and to our mental health? Good Movement one-on-one coaching and group trainings are designed to prevent these communication breakdowns by helping farmers, ranchers, and rural folks grow relationally through awareness, understanding, and effective communication. Visit the link in the show notes to see if a Good Movement group training or one-on-one coaching membership is right for you. If you listened to the episode with Ashley Machado, you know, huge fan of Ted Lasso over here. And there's a great scene in Ted Lasso that illustrates this concept really well. I don't want to ruin the show for anyone who hasn't watched it, but spoiler alert, Ted wins a game of darts. The game happens to have a whole lot of stuff on the line. And because of the antagonist Rupert's assumptions about Ted, Rupert loses. Ted whips him bad. And Ted uses the game as a teaching moment about being curious, not judgmental. We've got the clip linked in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out, but it's just a really great illustration of the power of asking questions. An honest question is one you don't know the answer to. And when we ask honest questions of others, it allows us to hear the answers and gives us the opportunity to move forward from a place of knowledge instead of assumption. You know what they say about assuming, right? makes an ass out of you and me. Most of the time, that's true. But asking honest questions is also helpful when someone 
asks you for advice or is making choices that you don't understand, maybe you don't agree with, asking that person an honest question, again, gives you the opportunity to hear the answer and move forward from a place of knowledge and understanding. And it gives the other person the opportunity to hear their own answer. And hearing our own answers, hearing the words come out of our own mouths is far more impactful than someone telling us what we should or shouldn't be doing. So this idea of curiosity over criticism doesn't just apply to how we relate and communicate with others. It also is helpful before we jump immediately into being critical of ourselves because we can stop and use the same concept of asking honest questions of ourselves. We can ask, why do I react that way? What's causing me to feel this way? How important is this going to be in the long run? Notice that all those questions were what, why, how questions. That's because a question can be closed-ended and still be honest. Sometimes a simple yes or no is all we need. But I would venture that more often than not, the open-ended honest question is going to provide the most value. Where my 90s kids at, when I was a kid, there was an anti-drug campaign on TV encouraging parents to ask their kids questions in an attempt to keep teens off drugs. The tagline was, questions, the anti-drug. Anyway, questions to me aren't just the anti-drug. Questions, specifically open-ended, honest questions, are the anti-misunderstanding slash assumption. They truly do allow us to move forward with knowledge and understanding, which saves so much in the way of frustration, miscommunication, embarrassment, and relationships. It saves relationships. Asking questions and getting that knowledge and understanding saves relationships. So give questions a shot. Choose curiosity over criticism. Until next time, draw good movement. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love for you to share with others who might also benefit from tuning in. Share by word of mouth, send it in a text, take a screenshot and post it on social media, or share however you prefer. And if you haven't already, hit the follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, draw good movement.